listening to 101.5 UMFM. This is the Broken Headphones podcast and radio show of Studio 393. Studio 393 is an arts-focused youth drop-in in Winnipeg, Manitoba. It is a satellite of graffiti art programming. This episode, Josh and Caden interview Fresh IE, a multi-award winning artist, Covenant and Gospel Award winning, as well as Juno nominee for his latest album, Bill Street Blues, and a Grammy nominee. Fresh IE walks us through his journey into the Christian rap world, as well as Canadian rap in general. Please help to flatten the curve. We are still closed, but there will be some online programming coming soon from Gap and Studio 393. Staying busy, keeping busy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm always I'm always working, man. You know, like um, you know, whether I'm making music or working on different, you know, workshops or whatever, man. You know, I'm staying busy, man. Nice. How about you, man? You've been busy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've been actually a lot more busy. Uh, I've had a lot more opportunity to tune in uh, here at home through quarantine and stuff like that. So, yes, sir. Yeah, I appreciate you know. I appreciate you know you guys having me you know on on the show and on the podcast. It's, it's a blessing, man. You know, to be this is a great time to uh, to share your gift and and share your art. You know, on 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 podcasts and and, and social media platforms all over. I mean, diff- everybody's finding different ways to be creative with their art now because the entertainment industry is at at a halt right now so a lot of people lost a lot of money and stuff you know what i mean so this is a good opportunity right now so absolutely i've seen um i've seen a lot of the support uh recently start going up for artists uh you know realizing that we get a lot of our stuff from these tours from our streaming and whatnot um how has the support been for you for while you've been in quarantine it's been it's been pretty good actually you know um i normally for the last 20 years i've done probably well when i I first started the first 10 years i was doing probably 120 shows a year um on a regular basis now it you know i decided from 2015 i went through a divorce and uh you know so i decided that i would step away for a bit so i slowed down and i just did like 60 70 shows a year now it's picking back up again so um right now with this quarantine I mean, most artists can probably can probably uh, uh, relate to me when they say we've been practicing quarantine for a long time. When you spend time in the studio, you isolate yourself. You know, you uh, you um, sort of um, you know really gather all the information that you got from being out there in the world, and then you come in the studio and you're trying to you know conceptualize an album or a single or whatever. So being in quarantine, a lot of artists can relate to it. Uh, me myself, I'm always in the studio. I'm in the studio right now, so I'm always in the studio. If I'm not on tour, if I'm not, you know, um, out there trying to make a difference in our country, I'm here in the studio being creative. And you know, um, so yeah, the quarantine's actually been a blessing in disguise for me, being able to reset. I took 30 days off social media recently, um, just being able to reset my heart and my life and get ready for what's coming ahead. There's lots of things that are gonna, things going to be different when we come out of this situation. So trying to get myself ready for that i was uh i was wondering um because you have such a unique like career path being like a winnipeg rapper um in like the the late 80s and the 90s right and being you know like rapping about christian topics doesn't always blow over well with lots of the uh uh rap community that 
doesn't address such topics. So it seems like you probably had quite a few obstacles in your, your early come up. And I was just curious about what your experience was like. You know, like for me, like the thing about for me is that I never lived for hip hop. Hip hop's always lived for me. And so I've never been um, worried about how people felt about what my, my message was. We all preach something, whether you're preaching consciousness or you're preaching, you know, dope slang and or you're preaching whatever you came from. I came from the streets, you know what I mean? So it wasn't always, you know, church for me. I don't consider myself, you know, a Christian rapper per se. That's the title that people give to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, majority of the guys that roll with me come from the street too. So, um, but um, to answer your question, you know, shortly, like in a short form is, um, I've always been about the people. So when I go to a, to a, to do shows, it's always hip hop from the seventies and the eighties has always been about community. It's always been about your borough, your, your hood, wherever you're from and being, being able to report what's going on in your community. And that's the way I, I, I use hip hop as a tool. I don't use it for, I mean, obviously it takes care of me as well, but you know, hip hop is, is, is a, is a culture that reflects what we live in. So when, when we, you know, when we, when we do music, it's a reflection of who we are and who's around us. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, a, you know, there's a lot of gimmick stuff out there right now, but uh, for me, hip hop is always about where I'm at and what I'm going through in life. And whether that's me with a relationship with God or with my homeboys in the streets or whatever, it's always just real life for me. You know what I'm saying? So to throw a title on it, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm a man of God. I'll, I'll never be ashamed of that. But I came from from a rough childhood. I came from the streets and, you know, I, I've only, you know, in, in the last 20 years, you know, gave my heart to God and, and started living for God. But, you know, I've always, tried to keep myself balanced to be able to relate to where the people are always. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I get ahead of myself and I'm doing things, I always pull back and, and put myself back to where I was, you know, go, go meet my, my homies from, from back in the day, just, you know, put myself back into not to forget where I came from, you know what I'm saying? So, so that can always be uh, relevant to, you know, to what's going on today, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's, that's, you know, there's a lot of artists today who are doing the same thing. Like, you know, like, you know, uh, Jay-Z or, you know, a lot of artists who are still relevant, even though they're older, you know, in terms of been around for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people say hip-hop is a young man's sport, but I don't agree with that. Hip-hop is, it, you know, it's it's multi-generational. It's multi, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there's so much classic hip-hop from the the early 90s that are still, you put it in right now, it's banging, mm-hmm. you know, it's Man. relevant. It's relevant to today, you know? Your answers are so positive. Like, you're... So I have such an optimistic outlook on everything. This is really like refreshing to hear. We live in a world that tends to be filled with a lot of negativity and you yeah. know, last half empty point of view yeah. all the time. But it's uh, it's really cool hearing you talk about these kind of things. Most definitely, man. And and and, and uh, you know, even with the new single, like I know it's you know, I try to keep a good balance, you know, for for everybody to have a a, a connecting point. And this this new single here, what you know, it was. Uh, it was really to uh, encourage people because even today, like we're fed by the social media, we're fed by all these things that are, you know, telling us that it's doomsday. It's, this is the end times and da, da 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 da. And it's like, no, we can't, we can't allow that to penetrate who we are as people. You know, I, I know I'm going off topic, but I just wanted to say this, you know, just for this single that I just said, you guys, is uh, that um, we can't be fear driven, man. You know what I mean? Like fear can't be the base of who we are as a people.
These are strange days, we've been through some things. Pop it's on a strain, we will rise again. Look around here, you can feel the fear. It's been so quiet, all agenda's clear. It's the first quarter, new world order. You were born to, you've been sworn to. Be the game changer, everything's gonna be okay. We just need to pray, need to turn it down just a little bit. Need to strategize, time to get equipped. The economy, the monopoly, yeah, the whole thing really took a hit. When the smoke clears, there's a fire burning, there's a higher learning. Get them tires turning, time to move on with a new song for the whole earth. Time for rebirth. Sons and daughters, cause a new day is up on our borders. Not a time for fear, but the time is near. Let the earth breathe, let the nations hear. Let a new sound go out in the earth. Let it help you search, let it bring you purpose. When you feel it worthless and you can't work, when the burden's heavy and your back hurt, gotta be referring to the black dirt. Let your faith arise, let it rapture. When anxiety's standing on your chest, social media's adding to the stress. Let this PSA help you through the day. Take some time to pray, it'll be okay. the reason why I did this song was in, in the verses, it was like laying out the situation. Here's what we are going through right now. But then the chorus, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be something that triggered happiness, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and that coming from a rapper or, or an MC, you know, that that's, that's gangster as it can, it can be, you know what I mean? Like people say that's soft, you know, we, we can't, we can't crack a smile. We can't be happy, but man, look, you know what I mean? Like all of us as people, we're, we're, we're in a, we're in a situation right now in the world, never mind just, Canada, United States, the whole globe, 
is at a standstill right now. And that's why I say this opportunity as being musicians, not just rappers, but being musicians, we have um, everybody at their computer today. Everyone's sitting in front of a computer or a phone and they're watching the news or they're watching a, a podcast or they're watching something, but the world's attention is stopped. And we have an opportunity to be able to put something out that's gonna encourage people to look forward to a new day, you know what I mean? And and that's what I that's what I want to do with this single. Is hey, you know what? Everything's gonna be good, man. We just gotta push through this thing, you know. What age were you around, or what age did you know really that uh, this is what I want to do? I want to do music. Um, this is what I'm gonna commit myself to. Uh, I wrote my first rhyme in 1989. I know that rhymes. That wasn't I wasn't intended that to rhyme, but that's exact. That's when I wrote my first rhyme. It was in '89, and um, you know, um, I've done a lot of hip. It wasn't something that I, I just wanted to do because everybody else was doing it. Like I grew up, the way I grew up when I grew up in the projects was uh, because I never grew up with parents. I never had a mom or dad. I mean, I, I love my mother. She, you know, we're we're close to this day, but we we didn't really live together, and I never knew my dad. So, growing up with my granny, my aunties. Um, you know, the, you know them being of Caribbean descent, uh, coming. You know, their 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 you know ancestors come from the Caribbean. So, um, growing up in in the projects, there was a lot of uh, despair, a lot of you know just being that one child who didn't have their parents. So I was always at my auntie's place, and you know, at my my auntie's house and and their kids and Christmas time. It was like I got that little guilt gift because everyone felt bad for me as a kid. So I was like, oh, make sure Robbie gets a gift too, you know? And so growing up like that, it was just a lot of, inside my heart, there's a lot of things going on. So what I would do, hip hop or, or music in general was always a refuge for me. I would go into the projects, put a little cardboard down, have a little ghetto blaster, and I'd put on like music and just dance in front of the whole projects by myself. So that was me at like five, six, seven years old, I would just dance all day. And the whole projects would watch me. And so music has always been a connecting point for me to be able to express or to identify with, you know. Um, people who know me today, you know, from the church or from wherever, know that most of my music hasn't been me trying to get everybody to, you know, be converted. It was, it's always been about every song I've written was just a, just a conversation with me and God. It's like, God, why did I grow up without a dad? Why did I... Why did I? Why was? Why did I have to go through what I went through as a child? You know what I mean. So, the only way I can express that because I didn't know how to pray. I didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't grow up in the church. I grew up in the street. So, music was my prayer to God. Music was my way to be able to pray and have a conversation with God. So almost like Pac was always talking to the Lord through in his music, like, "Help me, Father, please," because I'm falling at the liquor store and that kind of stuff. You know, like, music has always been uh, a refuge for me to be able to identify myself. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I grew up in, in the old funk era where I grew up with Midnight Star, grew up with like the OJs and Earth, Wind and & Fire. And, and my uncles were all, you know, in the streets live all across the country, you know, and I looked up to them, man. So that's, that's ultimately what I became was who they were. And I found myself in Vancouver, connected with my boy, Dan. I don't know if you guys know Dan, but Dan is mocha only. Uh, Prevail, who was, was swole, they were Swollen members. I think they're still together a little bit, but we started together. Like we were before, before Swollen members, me, Dan, and Prevail all had a group together. 
and we were like out in Vancouver. We were all over the place doing our thing. So I've been I've been doing hip hop for a long time, but it wasn't something that I just decided to do. It was something that was inside of me. It, it was something that just came out of me, and and so uh, um, yeah, and to be able to preserve that culture today and be able to um, mentor young men to um, remember what the purpose of hip hop is for. That's that's I live for that. You know what I mean? I live to be able to preserve that culture like Frost Gamble and all these other artists who uh, are doing the same. It's not just about making money and, and being gangster. It's like, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's preserving a culture that is multi-generational. There's so much history there. There's so much struggle, but beautiful things come through the struggle, man. And, and that's who I am. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's so cool to hear uh, your endeavors with uh, swollen members there. So, some of your yeah. first biggest opportunities were. Yo, I can I can tell you I can tell you some crazy stories, bro. Like, you know who the Rascals sure. are? Tell us one. You know who the Rascals are? I don't. Okay, so the Rascals are like probably the Rascals are one of the biggest hip hop groups in Canada. Like they 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 started out and they got nominated for a Juno probably ninety four or five. And what they did was because at that time the Junos weren't representing hip hop properly, you know they they would give out the award not on TV. There was never no no urban artists. I'm gonna say urban, but you know what I'm saying. Like there was never no hip hop or R&B artists performing on television. It was always just you know white pop artists or rock, and that was it. Always can't even Cardinal did the same thing too. But Rascals were the first to do it. Rascals actually won the award for rap album of the year that year, and then they got on the the podium um and they gave it back to the Junos and said we don't we're not accepting this award until you represent Canadian music properly and you represent hip-hop in Canada the way it should be and they denied their award and it changed it changed the whole scape of hip-hop in Canada like next thing you know Shaw Clara came up Cardinal all these guys because the rascals anyways my point being is back in the day me and Dan and Prevail Mocha only and Prevail and me um, used to battle the Rascals, and believe this or not, Mad Child used to be one of the main rappers with, with the Rascals at that time. So wow. Shane was with Rascals, and me, Prevail, and Mocha were another crew, and we used to battle each other in the club all the time. And uh, so what happened was Shane moved to San Francisco, me and, and Prevail and Mocha only and not really broke up, but I was just in the streets. I was hustling, making money, and those guys just pursued their dreams, and I just got caught up in the streets. And uh, Shane came back. He he connected with Prevail, and they became Swan members. And the rest is history with them guys. They they got success, and you know you guys all know the story. And uh, oh. the Rascals they they went on to to have a, a lot of hits after that. So there's a lot of history, man. It wasn't just a Christian hip hop for me. I've been I've been connected with hip hop from the beginning of Canadian hip hop. You know what I mean? We're with Studio 393. I'm Josh here with Katie. We're interviewing Fresh IE. Um, my next question might be kind of difficult to, to pinpoint. I imagine there's probably been a lot of these experiences. It might be hard to pick one. Um, but I'm curious about some of your top, uh, like most rewarding moments from pursuing the career that you've chosen. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody would probably want to cling to the Grammy nomination when it first happened, which was an amazing moment. I couldn't believe it, actually. 
Um, but there was one thing that pops out to me. Um, in 2005, I was nominated for a Juno Award, and they asked me to perform in the televised, televised award show, which was pretty cool. And I was sort of like torn about doing it because they wanted me to perform with the guests who, so Burton Cummings, Randy Bachman, some Canadian, you know, legends, you know what I mean? And, but they wanted me to rap on Taking Care of Business, that old song, Taking Care of Business, you know what I mean? So I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. That's, the, you know, that's not really hip hop. And it's like, this is, you know, this is my TV debut from Juno. I don't want to just be, you know, whatever, whatever. So I was torn about it for like probably a week and I decided, okay, I'll do it. So I talked to my management, okay, let's do it. And so I did it. And um, that day we did the red carpet and I, on purpose, because I do a lot, of, I spend a lot of time on the reserves up north. And, and um, I noticed on the red carpet that a lot of the artists were passing by APTN. They weren't going and talking to APTN on the red carpet. So they would go to CTV, they would go to all the popular places. So I made a point to bypass all those popular ones, E-Talk Daily and all those other people. And I went right to APTN and I just spoke right in the camera. I was like, yo, this is for all the youth up north who, uh, you know, maybe feel like giving up. This is, I'm here because of you. I want you guys to be encouraged, da, 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 da. And then, you know, so that was a, an amazing moment for me to be able to speak life into the young people in the north because, you know, I've seen what they're going through. So my heart's been with them for a long time. Fast forward, after I perform, I come back to my uh, my spot. I get an email. There was a there was a young woman who was gonna kill herself that day, and she happened to have the TV on and saw me performing on TV. So she turns the TV up, sees me on TV, and it wasn't nothing that I was really saying as much as she knew what I stood for. So when she saw me, it encouraged her not to give give up on her life. And she told me this in her email, and I was like, wow. Like I wasn't even gonna, I wasn't even gonna perform. And if I didn't perform and she didn't see me, she might have given up on her life that day. So that helped her live her life. And it was just like, wow, man, we have a big responsibility as artists, bigger than just our ego and trying to be cool and trying to be, you know, whatever. Like we have a big responsibility to, you know, like, you know, people look up to us, you know, regardless of if we want it or not. This is this is the responsibility of of having the uh, popularity and all the stuff that we have is that people are watching and our lives are a reflection, you know what I mean? So that's probably one of my most favorite. There's a lot of stories, man, but that's probably one of my favorites. When did you decide to take that step uh, towards uh, giving back and being an activist in the way that you are now? To really commit to fully, fully being an activist and uh, you know, giving back to communities and speaking on what you speak on now? Um, I think it's always, it's always been in me, man. Like I've always knew that I remember when, I remember in 2000, when I first started doing the music on a positive tip, um, I remember saying to myself that I want to, I want to, I want to do this music, not, you know, I want to do this music for the ones who came from where I came from. So, you know, to be able to. And that was the thing, like when I when I started doing like in, in the Christian realm, when I first started doing hip hop, there wasn't no rappers doing it. Like there's a lot now. There's a lot of Christian hip hop, like just some real like Lecrae. Um, there's a lot of rappers that are big that are actually way up there winning Grammys and stuff too, right? Um, when I came up, there was none. So I was one of the pioneers of Christian hip hop in Canada. And 
the church to me said, yeah, I remember people saying that I was doing the devil's work and this is the devil's music. And I was like, so how are you going to give credit to the devil for anything that he ain't the creator? You know, there's only one creator. Don't, don't get no credit to the devil. You better, you know what I mean? So I was the one who was trailblazing it for all the guys now who, you know, got all this, you know, opportunity now, like scribe and all these guys and, and all these guys who are doing it, like doing it big now. Um, I'm the one who actually tri- blazed a trail for them to be able to do that. And there was a lot of, it was, it was tough, man, to be able to, um, cause I got like, on one side, I got the church who thinks I'm doing the devil's work and this devil's music. And on the other side, I got the streets who thinks I'm soft because I'm a Christian rapper. So I'm stuck in the middle, but I know my purpose. I know that I'm, I know my purpose in life. So no matter what, no matter who, no matter, this is for anybody listening right now, like, Never, ever let the powers that be or the ones who are around you determine or identify who you are. Know your purpose. Know your purpose so that no matter what happens, that you continue to move forward and fulfilling that purpose in your life. Because if not, then you're going to allow this voice or that voice to uh, determine who you are or or tell you who you are. And that's not, you know, you're never going to have clarity in life unless you know your purpose. And I knew my purpose was to be able to be a voice. to the voiceless, the ones who don't have a voice. And and I've always kept that focus, no matter what happens, that's my balancing point where I'm always gonna make music for those who don't have a voice. When I got pulled over by the police back in, I don't know what it was, 2009, and, wow. and at gunpoint and da 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 it was, I was a voice for those who didn't have a voice. So I spoke out against the police in Winnipeg and did a little you know press thing because there's a lot of probably a lot of native and black kids who are getting pulled over and don't have a voice. So even if they complain or their parents complain, no one's going to hear. So when it happened to me, I was a voice and I had, I had a platform for them to listen and the police publicly apologized because of it, you know? So know who you are know your purpose in life, no matter whether you're an artist or whether you're, you know, uh, whether you work at Starbucks, everybody has a purpose. You know what I mean? Do you have a routine or a process you follow when you're making a record? Uh, what keeps you locked into the studio, you know, right now at this point? <laughs> man, I'm always in the studio, man. Like, uh, shit, man, process. I mean, it's it, it, there's no real um, formula. It's always different every time. Almost every time it's almost different. But um, when I make music, it's always just listening to what's going on like i've traveled the whole country i've been to not just major cities but i've been to i've been to the arctic circle i've been to tuck the yuck tuck you know i've been to places where polar bears are like everywhere um and did hip-hop there so um i've, I've had a chance to hear the voice of canada not just in toronto or vancouver but all over the place and hearing the voice of the youth so being able to see the same system or same things going on with youth all over. I've always made music to be able to um, reach to that, what, what, what young people are going through and be, you know, meet them on their level, have a common ground with them. And, and uh, I've always written songs for the ones who are on that last life, they're ready to give up. I wanted to make music so that if they listen, that maybe they might hear a word that will encourage them to live their life and find out who they are. And, and make a song to, uh, you know, just always try to make, make music that, because I believe words are powerful, man. Like words are very powerful, uh, very powerful tools if you use them right. And so I, I'm a strong believer in that. So when I make music, I'm always 
trying to find that song that will encourage people to keep moving and, and find out who they are, you know, and, and make, you know, make a difference, especially for young men, you know, to find their purpose as a man and, and be better men, be better husbands, be, you know, be better uh, brothers and, and sons, um, you know, because, you know, we're the, uh, we're the uh, foundation of the family and we need to uh, take our rightful place in, in, and, and do that instead of, you know, treating women wrong. And, and, you know, we need to start, you know, being, being men, you know? So that's something that I do when I mentor is, you know, I, I give that tough love to these young guys, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, yeah. uh, and even in the way you talk, we can hear it. Don't, you don't waste words for sure. You're a man of powerful words and you like to speak and represent on uh, things that matter right now things that need healing, things that need to be brought to light. And, you're not a man to waste words. Right. So uh, I guess, Fresh, let uh, the people know what you're up to right now. If uh, you got anything coming out, what your plans are. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll sign up. Um, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to uh, hopefully this quarantine will end by July because I'm getting ready to relaunch my program, Edify. And uh, I got a new podcast coming out, which is going to be a big thing. And uh, it's not just going to, you know, it's going to be big. And uh, um I'm working on a new project right now as well. And I'm working on a few projects right now. And yeah, just continue to make music and try and make a difference in our country, man. And uh, yeah, just, just keep, you know, keeping, you know, keeping it fresh. This has been really uh, enlightening, really positive energy brought in these, uh, these difficult times for everyone. Yeah, we absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any uh, other closing, closing statements, Caden? Yeah, thanks so much, Fresh. It's uh, been an absolute pleasure. You know, you don't worry to give me some value. Hope that these people who are listening can get some value, get to know you a little more, get a little more personal. Uh, don't forget to stream his new song. Don't forget to watch his new video. This is uh, Fresh IE with uh, Broken Headphones Podcast, UMFM 101.5. And uh, we're signing off. Thanks so much. Bless, man. Peace, man. Peace. Take care, man. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram, that is at studio underscore 393. We'll have some online programming about to be announced in the next few days. Keep safe, keep healthy. Thanks for listening to 101.5 UMFM.